love. Remember an old hymn we used to sing when I was a little guy. So love lifted me. Amen. There's not a whole lot in this world that will lift you up, but the love of God sure will. Amen. Not a whole lot will put a smile on your face in this world, but the love of God surely will. Amen. In the presence of the Lord, there's what? Fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Amen. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 17 to 19. That Christ may dwell. We talked about that the last week. That Christ may dwell. That means live. That means set up full-time permanent residence. Amen. That Christ may dwell in your hearts. How? Through faith. Amen. Without faith, it's impossible to please the Lord. Right? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So if I want to please God, how am I going to do it? I'm going to build my faith so my faith can please God. And how am I going to build my faith? I'm going to get in His Word. Amen. It's good to get in His Word because that's the way you know who you are. You know where you are on a permanent status. Amen? That you may be rooted and grounded in love. Are you in love today? Good. He's in love with you. Said a few weeks ago, He's crazy about you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, this is what we're going to focus on today may be able to comprehend with all the saints. Everybody say all the saints. Down south they say that's y'all of y'all. May be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length and the depth and the height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. You want to be fullness of God? You want the fullness of God? You want to be full of God today? Then we need, we need each other. Huh? Because the only way to comprehend such love is to comprehend it with all the saints. Not me, myself, and I, and the other fuller. <laughs> I got a funny feeling we're going to have a good time this morning talking about love. Praise God, we thank you for your word that's forever settled in heaven. We thank you for the power of God, the anointing of the Holy Spirit that is upon your word, that's settled and sets upon your people. These dear people we're talking to, in person or online, holy and without blame, blessed with all spiritual blessings. Father, they're seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, that your Holy Spirit has sat on them, and they are hidden in Christ. We give you praise, and we give you glory, and we give you honor in Jesus' name. And everybody say it. God's amazing love. I don't know of a more powerful force on the planet than the force and the power of love. Love will do, make you do crazy things. <laughs> I'm not going there. I'm just saying love will make you do crazy things. <laughs> Even Jesus was a testament of that. Religion didn't put Jesus on the cross. The Romans never put Jesus on the cross. And the Jews never put Jesus on the cross. Love put Jesus on the cross. Amen? There was no human force strong enough to put him on the cross. There never has been. There never will be. And there was no human force strong enough to bring him back. But his love did the job for us. That's why he cried out and said, It is finished. Amen? 
So he says this, Paul's right, and remember now, don't forget the context, this is a prayer that he's praying over the church, okay? This is still in the context of praying. So remember, you and I could pray this prayer over ourselves, over our natural family, and over our church family, that, Father, that I may be able to comprehend with all the saints... Father, that my natural family may comprehend with all the saints. Father, that may the whole church comprehend with all the saints the love of God. Amen? Now, what does it mean to comprehend? It means simply, as you could understand it to be, to fully, to the best of our ability, comprehend or understand the love of God. But it's predicated, now get this, to understand the love of God, it is predicated on a number of factors. You ever understand, like somebody will come to you, maybe you're working on a concept and you're trying to teach them something. And I'll give you a clear example. So you get to grade 11, let's say uh, chemistry class. And you get there and you are just dumbfounded because it feels more like alphabet soup than it does numerical soup. How can A plus B equals C? Where's the numbers add up? And the teacher will look at you and say, did you not take grade 7 and 8 algebra? Well, never knew it was important. To understand grade 11 physics and chemistry, it's predicated on the mathematics of grade 7, 8, 9. You get what I'm saying so far? To understand the love of God, there are some predicated factors that we got to pay attention to the whole scope, not just some of the scope. There's no way you could walk into grade 11 physics class or chemistry class and understand it if you were sorely tuned out of what was going on before you. In order to comprehend, and this is just one factor of a few factors today, but I pray that we're taking notes and paying attention, but in order to comprehend the love of God, there has to be unity. He set it up this way. Just like there was unity with Jesus Christ when he said, me and the Father are one. If you've seen me, you've seen the... Father, I don't go anywhere until, excuse me, until he tells me where to go. I don't say anything that tells me what to say. There's complete unity in everywhere he went. Amen. Let us make man in our own image. Everywhere he went, there is unity, unity, unity. And Psalms tells you and either he commands the blessing on unity. And isn't it neat that he set this thing up? That in order for you and I to comprehend his love, that we comprehend it with all the saints. He never set this journey up, nor this joy up, so that one person could get it all by themselves. Amen? In this household of faith that you and I are in right now, in person or online, everybody here in this room is gifted in certain areas. Someone said, my mom always called me special. We're all gifted in certain areas. Certain abilities, certain talents. Not everybody has it all. Oh, I've met a few folks, and so have you, that they think they're all that bag of chips. But we all don't have it all, and it was never designed to be that way. So if you want to get 
and understanding and a comprehension of the love of God for you than predicated on the reality is the unity of the brothers and the sisters of the household of faith. That's why unity in the household is so vital and so imperative. Even when I got to put my own personal feelings and agendas and thoughts aside sometimes in order to keep the unity of the faith strong because the more unity, the more love. The more love, the more unity. The more unity, the more love. The more we come together, the more we pray together, the more we share together and talk together and love together. The more unity is in the house, the more unity is more love the more love there is more power more power there's more healing and there's more salvations and there's more deliverance but it comes with you and I making up my mind that we're going to get together and we're going to keep it together my 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 and he looks down upon the church house he says I see unity I command a blessing. I command a blessing. I command a blessing. Remember what blessing means in Hebrew. Happy, happy, happy. Remember? On the farm. Some of you saw a little pitch on the farm. My boss always told me happy cows give butter, more milk. It's true. We're better producers when we're happy. <laughs> Amen? We're better singers, we're better worshipers, we're better prayer warriors, we're better intercessors, we're better lovers. When we are happy in my soul, I am blessed. I am blessed with all spiritual blessings, amen? I'm so happy I can hardly contain it. Not because of feeling and emotion, but the blessings from heaven. I am blessed with all. Every bit of her happy, happy, happy. If you're not happy in your soul, Oh, I can put a smirk on your face like I am this morning, and I can make you feel a little good. But if you want happy in your soul, you get in this book. You get in this book and sing this book and pray this book. This book will guide the ship. Amen? He will guide the ship. Amen. We all have our part to play in the family, just like at home. We were traveling a bit this weekend, and we got home, and I looked at Bonnie, and I said, isn't that the most depressing thing ever? She didn't know what I was about to say. And I said, I went to put the dishes in the dishwasher, but opened up the dishwasher, and the dishes full of clean dishes. So you know what that means? You've got to clean the dishwasher out and put the dirty ones in. So one's putting dirty dishes out, and one's putting dirty, clean dishes out, and one's putting dirty dishes in. You with me so far? We all got our part to play in the family. Lord have mercy. First John chapter 4, verse 7 and 8. Dear friends, dear friends, look at one another say, dear friend, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. You cannot know God and hate your brother. You cannot have an ought against your brother and expect the blessing and the comprehension of his love. You cannot have a wall up between your brother or your sister and expect that God's going to honor you when you try to get to the throne room because I promise you if you have an ought against your brother or your sister and try to get to the throne room, the door's locked. 
Whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. Amen? Say, so, well, I'm struggling in that department. Hold on. Don't beat yourself up. Forgive. Let go. And move on. Amen? Because I am in the business right now of comprehending his love. You know why a lot of people struggle in this department? They can't comprehend you are in Christ. When you don't have a deep comprehension of who you are in Christ, then it's pretty hard to have a comprehension of his love. Are you with me so far? What's the comprehension? I must know who I am. I am born again. I am blood-bought. I am redeemed. I am holy. I am holy without blame. That's what the scripture says, amen? I am rooted and I am grounded and I am united and I am focused. I am seated and I'm hidden in Christ. That's who I am. And when you know who you are, you do not have a struggle understanding his love. If you are struggling with the love of God in your life, then you've got to go back to the first part of Ephesians and find out who you are. And check this out. Look at how he looks at you and just accept that fact. If you have a hard time accepting that, then do this. If you accept gravity as a law of physics, then you've got to accept the laws of heaven that says, you know what, you are holy and without blame, and you are washed in the blood of Jesus. You're sealed by the Spirit. As sure as the laws of gravity hold you, and if you want on the water, the laws of buoyancy will keep you on the water, then the reality of God's love will keep you afloat. Glory to God. Grasp, just get, get a hold of this, Paul says, how wide his love is. How wide is his love for you and I as far as the east is from the west, amen? His love extends to every square inch of this earth. That's how wide it is. Have you ever done a project at home and you got home and maybe it was laminate flooring or carpet or something? And maybe one of you good contractors out there that have it all together. But you're working on a project and you're just about there and you got one more sheet of roof and you got one more box of floor and you got one more roll of carpet you need and you ran out. We've all been there. You thought you needed five cords of wood for the winter, but you really needed eight, and it got close to spring, and you ran out. i got good news for you about the love of God. It's wider than any problem could ever be. It will reach farther than anything ever has or will. And you may say, well, God could never find me. My geographic sinful location is so far remote and so far gone. My God says that His love to comprehend the width of his love. Amen? You say, well, my problems, they stretch a mile long or more. And I got problems from one end to the other. I got good news for you, honey. God's love's wider. God's love's wider. You say, well, I'm wide with problems. That's okay. His love is wider. Amen? His word will reach where the problems can't help. Amen? I don't care how far it looks. I don't, you know, people look at the problem sometime and it's like you can't even see the finish line. You ever been there? You're going down a road and you wonder, will this road ever end? Is there any light at the end of the tunnel? I remember traveling in New York City in some of those crazy tunnels. You know what I'm talking about? Huh? 
and you're driving along and wondering, will this tunnel ever end? Because I hated driving that motorhome down those tunnels. And, but when I saw the light at the end of the tunnel, I'd shove her down just a little harder and get her going. Hey, man. Sometimes folks are driving and the man will, it's so deep, it's so wide. Will I ever get to the end? But just when you think you never find it, you look up and all of a sudden you look up and your redemption draws nigh and there's light at the end of the tunnel because your problems stop and your pain stop. But his love is wider than all that. Amen. Praise be to the Lamb of God. How is it that in 1 John chapter 4, verse 9, 11, this is how God showed His love amongst us. He sent His one and only Son into the world that we might live through Him. This is love. Not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Not only is His love wide, but I pray that the love of God in our hearts is wide for one another. Amen? You with me so far? Then we got to grasp how much his love reaches. He said, <clears throat> what is the width and the length? We used to sing a song with a little guy. I think we sang it at prayer night the other night. It reaches to the highest mountain and it flows to the lowest valley. There's a lot of people on this earth reaching for a lot of things. And they're just about ready to grab onto it and they get a handful of disappointment and regret. I'm here to tell someone here today that you've been reaching for answers and you've been reaching for understanding and comprehension. But I'm here to tell you that His love will reach where you're at. Amen? What are we doing Easter weekend by dropping love boxes off? They're not just boxes of ham and meat and pie and all the good stuff that goes in that box. What are we doing? We are reaching. We are reaching. Why? Because His love reaches. He's always in the delivering business. He's always in the soul-saving business. He's always reaching for something. He's always reaching for someone in some situation. And you may feel like, I am not reachable. I'm here to let you know that the length of God, the hand of God, the reach of God is always longer than the day is. Pain will last for a little while, but joy comes in the morning. Why? Because the reach of God is always deeper than any problem has ever been. And what Paul is saying is we're getting ready for unity and gifts and ministries and warfare. In Ephesians 4, 5, and 6, he's praying, Oh God, would the church of the living God understand how far and how long you will go and how long-suffering that you are, that I'll reach down to the lowest, I'll grasp it to the highest, and I'll do whatever I can because his love reaches a long, long, long way. Isaiah 54 and 10. Though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord, who has compassion on you. Ooh. What will reach, I tell you what will reach compassion. I tell you what will reach and make the sinner call unto God and see the sickness leave the bodies, the love of God that reaches. Remember one time I was reading a little story years ago and the old fellow, the old preacher was trying to explain the love of God and he couldn't express it in words but he said even Jesus Christ, the best expression of love that he had when he was nailed to the cross in both arms. 
Romans 5 and 8, but God demonstrated his own love for us in this while we were still sinners. Christ died for us. While we were still lost, while we did not have union, while we did not have relationship with him, he still took a risk on us. I want you to think about that before I move on this morning. He took a risk on you. Even while we were yet sinners, even while he did not own us, he made an investment. You with me so far? He made an investment. Oh, that we would comprehend such love, the width and the depth and the height of God's love, that we could understand that even when we, when we never confess, the person out there that has never confessed Jesus Christ as Lord, even while we were yet sinners, he done that for us. If he'd done that for us as sinners, can you imagine what he's doing for the saints? To grasp the depth. Let say deep. I had a teacher at college one time, and he'd get ready to teach something. He'd say, everybody said, deep. Remember that there's an old song we sang, deep and wide, deep and wide. There's a fountain flowing deep and wide. His love is deep. I talk to people on a daily basis, weekly basis. Man, my, my roots of problems run deep. There's people that have struggles <clears throat> and problems in their life that your problems run back generations. I was talking to an individual just a few weeks ago when what that person was struggling with happened to that person age of 13 and this person's now in their 60s. But I'm here to tell somebody right now that the depth of his love is deeper than any generational problem that has ever been. It'll reach from generation to generation to generation. It will reach down and grab that, that thing that's messing with you that happened to you when you was a kid, that abuse that happened to you mentally or physically that happened to you when you was a little kid. God will reach down and pull that out and help them say, you know what, that's going to be okay because I can do more reaching than ever will. I am deeper than those roots have ever been. Amen? We have to make up our mind that the roots of God's love run deep. They run deep. And he says to grasp the height, the width and the length and the depth and the height. My problems surmount so high, all I see is a big old mountain of problems. All I see is a mountain of difficulties and a mountain of challenges and a mountain of hurt and a mountain of pain. I'm telling you, God's high. He sits on the circle of the earth. Amen? Now, I've got good news for you. If God is high, so are you. Oh, I realize the devil tries to drag you down into the mully grubs. I realize the devil tries to drag you down into the valley of doubt and the valley of hurt and the valley of pain. But God is in the business of bringing you up and setting you on high places. Amen? 
He's higher than all the others. And He'll put your thinking on a higher altitude. You'll start thinking on things above because God's love is greater and His height will bring you up. You may be damned this morning saying, man, I don't know how I'm going to get there. But God's bringing a people of God higher and higher and higher and higher and higher. You'll start thinking about, you know what? I'm going to get out of this mess. I'm going to get out of this hole. I'm going to get out of this doubt. I'm going to get out of this depression. I'm in the pit, but I'm coming out and I'm on my way to a palace. It pulls. His love pulls you towards heaven. It pulls. I'm not focused on the prison cell where I'm writing this letter, Paul said. Heaven's pulling me out of here. Heaven's pulling me out of this mess. My marriage isn't falling apart. God's pulling us back together again. Amen. I haven't lost my children. God's pulling us back together again in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. He's pulling us in heavenly places. He's pulling us in a supernatural realm. He's pulling us. He's pulling us up as a gravitational effect. It's a magnetic effect. It's a magnificent effect. When God pulls you up, He's higher. Paul said it in another way in the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 38, 39. I am persuaded. Neither death, those things below, nor life, nor angels and principalities. Remember the first round. Prince of power of the air. You with me so far? Nor things present, temporal things, nor things to come. What's going to happen on the news this week? What new virus are you talking about now? I really don't care. Why? I am persuaded. I am persuaded. I am persuaded that no matter what's going on or underneath me, around me, or floating across my head, because I'm rising up like an eagle. Huh? Nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord I'm telling somebody today he's lifting you up He's lifting up your spirits. He's lifting up the way you think. He's lifting up the way you talk. He's lifting up the way you pray. He's going to start allowing you to call those, those things that are not as though they are because you're going to start talking with the voice of heaven and the language of heaven. He's going to start bringing you up from the miry clay and putting your foot on a rock to stay. He'll put you on a mountain that you cannot be removed. He's going to bring you up out of that mess. He's going to bring you up out of that pain and that hurt because you're rising up above all that and if he's going to do that to the house of God and the household of saints I assure you in Charlotte County across from one end of this region to the other my God you're king of kings and lord of lords he's raising this region up he's raising a people up he's raising prayer warriors up he's raising the prophets up he's raising the teachers up he's raising worshipers up he's raising us up to believe what he says he already has established on your behalf Woo. God's love is top shelf. It's the very best. But you got to take him at his word. Take him at his word. How? 
you may be able to comprehend. How could God love me that much? How could he bring me out of this mess? I'm just double dog daring somebody today. Take him at his word. Take him at his word. He's a God that cannot lie. He is bound by his word. And he and his word, this active living word, is one. And when I take, and I take God at his word, I could stand up here all day and tell you all kinds of things, but I'm just mortal, just like you are. But I've got the blood of Jesus, just like you do. I've got the seal of the Holy Spirit, just like you do. I have the anointing, like you do. I'm already sitting in heavenly places, like you are. I've got angels around me that are camping out with me, just like you have. I am blessed with all spiritual blessings, just like you have. I am sitting in him, and he's hidden in me, and I'm sitting with Christ today just like you are someone said this morning but you don't know my problems I've got just problems surrounding me I'm telling you you're not a slave of that junk you're not a slave of that junk glory but you gotta make up your mind I'm persuaded I'm persuaded. None of that's going to separate me. My relationship with God is much more imperative to me than my doubt, my fear, my depression, my worry. Are you saying, preacher, to walk away from all my problems? No, I'm saying walk to Jesus. I know I'm going a little overtime, but you need to get this this morning. When you run to Jesus Christ, and you said, Lord, I take you at your word. Understand scripture. Understand the context here. A spirit of wisdom and knowledge and revelation overcomes your thinking. It does. I talked about it Tuesday night. I pray over the people of God, in person, online, across this region, or whoever's tuning in, that you have a spirit of wisdom and knowledge and revelation that will absolutely consume you. And what seemed like such a long, long problem, it's like, again, that student that walked into grade 11. I used to pray a prayer all the time when I was in school and college. Lord, help me remember the things I didn't study. <laughs> Chrissy told me one time, she prayed the prayer and she made over 80%. <laughs> Guess what? Life will throw you a test. Life will throw you an exam. And you're like, God, I, I don't get it. I don't understand and I don't have the answers. All I can tell you today, friends, as simple as it is, is run to Jesus. Run to Jesus. Run to Jesus. And when you run to Him, when you run to Him, there is a spirit of wisdom and knowledge and revelation that comes over you and you begin to understand, I'm not down there in the pit of despair. I'm now in the height of glory. Whew. So Father, I pray today these dear people I'm talking to online, in person, there will be a supernatural comprehension that together as a church family, we will comprehend with each other 
It's a growth work progress together. The width and the length and the depth and the height. To know your love. It passes all knowledge or understanding. And God fill us. God, we want to be full today. We want to be so full in our thinking, so full in our spirits. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. God, fill us today. Fill us today of knowledge and wisdom and understanding. Fill us with comprehension of your love for us. Lord, I realize it passes all natural understanding, all natural intellect. But Father, this is a supernatural operation on our thinking. As we all stand together this morning, we're going to sing about this blessing. And may He bless you. And may He keep you. And may His face shine upon you today. But all through this, there will be revelation, revelation. And what I'm sensing in my spirit today is that there will be a revelation from the hand of God, from the very Spirit of God, that people in this auditorium and people online are going to get a divine, supernatural revelation of His love for you. Let's just get our hearts ready. You ready to receive something from him today? Let's do it in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Lord, turn his face toward you.
try to comprehend spiritual things and a natural means, you'll walk away carnal, disappointed. You'll, you'll get an emotion on you that will be upset, confused, and even mad, and that will lead to bitterness. It's called the spirit of religion, okay? You with me? We must bind that in Jesus' name. And we must get our minds believing and receiving because the next scripture, which we're going to talk about next Sunday, says this, I will do. I will do the exceedingly, and I'll do the abundantly. Above all that you ever ask or think, according to the spirit of the living God that works in you. If I'm going to take him at his word that he's going to do my exceedingly, 
and abundantly. I must comprehend the love that he has for the saints first. Amen. And I'm going to believe, whether you come to this altar, and I pray you do, if you've got something that you have need of, we come to Jesus, and I see people online asking for prayer for the loved ones and their relatives, and we're just believing God for that today, that healing and strength, but I am believing God for a supernatural understanding of His love and how deep and how wide, how high that it is. And you walked in here all week and you've been trying to, you've been looking at ledgers and budgets and balance sheets and unanswered phone calls. You've been looking at question marks more than answers. And you've been looking at confusion more than clarity. And you've been looking at problems and pain more than power. I've just come to tell you today, just receive what Jesus Christ has for you. And I know I'm, I may make it sound real simple, but I'm telling you, this is how the Holy Spirit operates. Is when you step into that realm and take God at His word, I assure you, I can guarantee you, you can take this to the eternal banks of heaven and understand that there will be a spirit of wisdom and knowledge and understanding, not because I said it, but because His Word says it, that a spirit of wisdom and knowledge and revelation will get into your thinking. You will come up with strategies and that you never dreamed of. You will come up with answers that were not your own. You will come up with solutions that only God could come up with. You'll find a road where you thought there was no road. You'll find a way where there was no way. You'll find that He will make those crooked paths straight and what seemed like a desert in a wilderness there's now a river of love and power and grace that is flowing where it looked impossible but because you took God at his word and said I choose the love of God be bound by his word and I'm challenging somebody today bring all your needs to the altar Bring all your needs to the Lord. He is willing and He's able to help you. He really is. He's willing and He's so able. But religion won't do it for you. Earthly means won't do it for you. Calculus won't do it for you. Algorithms won't do it for you. Strategies of this earth won't do it for you. But God's getting ready to release abundance of heaven in our thinking and in our atmosphere that goes beyond our natural ways and natural abilities and natural thinking. And a supernatural wave of God's glory will touch your mind, it will touch your heart, and you will start looking at things with a different lens, with a different mindset, with a different light. Did Paul not say that Oh, I would pray that you would be enlightened. You say, Lord, right now, light bulb's home, no one's home. Guess what? The light bulb's home, he's home because he wants to dwell in you. The word has been given, the stage has been set. And now the opportunities for people right here in person or online to say I would take him at his word take him at his word just come and say God whatever you got if it's God's I want it if it's God's for me I want it I don't want to be half full I don't want to be quarter full I want to be filled 
with the fullness of God. So come today and say, God, fill me up. Fill me up. Fill me up today, God, with your fullness. And I declare a spirit of revelation, knowledge, and wisdom, and understanding is going to come upon you. I'm struggling with my physical nature. I'm struggling with my physical pain. I'm struggling with my money situation. I'm struggling with my fear. I'm struggling with my anxieties. I'm struggling with my disappointment. I've even experienced moments of self-hate and my mental health is shocked. I tell you right now, turn all your needs to the Lord. Bring all your needs to the altar. Say, well, why the altar? Every time we find a scripture that altars are brought up, God shows up at the same time and His answer gets revealed at altars because you get to lay a sacrifice. this morning come on somebody take him at his word take him at his word take him at his I know it's a big step I know it's a big move I know it's a big journey I know it's a long walk I get it we're willing to wait out on the side of the street to get around Tim Hortons for a little cup of coffee in the morning but I'm going to hang out here this is going to be better than an old Tim Hortons drive through amen I said to you today, knowledge, wisdom, and understanding is coming your way. Just take God at His word. 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 Stand on the promises of God. They are yea and they are amen. If you sit back and doubt, I can't help you. God can't help you. But you stand in faith believing. I promise you God will show up every time. He'll show up every morning. I'm going to pray a prayer over the congregation and those of you online. God is with you and He's for you. And what shall separate us? and the love of Christ, nothing. Those things around you that are temporal won't separate me. Those things above me, they won't separate me. Those things over my head, they won't separate me either because you know what? The love of God is greater and the love of God is more powerful and the love of God is higher than all those things right now. So I am believing right now in your behalf. I'm believing right now in your behalf. I'm believing right now in your behalf and knowledge and wisdom and understanding. There'll be supernatural operation going on in this room right now. Let's say, you know what? God is for me. God is for me. I'm blessed with all spiritual blessings. My children and my children's children. I stand on the word of God. I stand on the promises of God. And they are yea and amen. Let it be done and let it be so. Right now. Right now. We're just going to keep right on worshiping and we're going to believe God as we go from one end of this line to the other. And if you want something from God, it's not too late. Come on up. We'll pray with you. I got my mask on. We're good to go. And we're going to believe God for great things and powerful things right now in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.
Receive that which you have heard. That which you've heard and received, hold on to it and keep that which is yours. Hold on to it. Sustain it. And don't let it go. Don't let anything, anyone, or any circumstance steal your joy. Steal your blessing, steal your favor, steal your authority. Just a naming cherry right now in Jesus' name. I pray favor over you. Glory to God. Let's pray together in Jesus' name. Father, in Jesus' name right now, strength of the living God, I declare favor. I declare favor. I can tell you this one thing right now, sir. He that began a good work is going to finish it. I said, he that began a good work is going to finish it. And there's no enemy in hell is going to stop it. The favor of God, the favor of God, the favor of God.
favor of God. Receive it. Receive it. Let the confidence rest upon you. The confidence of the living God rest upon you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Glory to the living God. 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 Glory to the living God who is above all and is in all and through all. The favor of God. The favor of God. Favor of God. I assure you in the days as we move forward, the days as we move forward, this church will operate in a deeper level of anointing and revelation and understanding. The body of believers coming together in a spirit of unity. We will see revelation like never before. Realms of anointing that breaks and destroys yokes. We will carry on the mind of the spirit. People will come to us with problems. We will respond instantly with solutions. Amen. We will walk in a realm of favor, not because it has just all of a sudden existed, but because we have gotten into an understanding of what has already been our spiritual, God-given, heaven-sent default. It has already been there. Paul said it. God's not creating wisdom. God's not creating knowledge. God's not creating the stuff that's already there. But he says, I pray that your eyes would be enlightened, that you could see. That you could see what is already that. This is that. And I pray that our eyes would be opened up, that we could see that which it already is. That you could see the answer. You could see the strategy. You could see the way. Therefore, you can walk in it because you know the way. Huh? That's when you know your tongue will be that of a ready writer that you can speak out the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, and the word of understanding. You give that stuff out because there's a spirit coming over the body of believers. Why? Because we are living in uncertain times where confusion is trying to run the ship and chaos and fear is trying to run the theatrics of the day. But I'm telling you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we will walk in a revelation of the default position God has put the church in from the very beginning. He told Satan himself in Genesis 3.15, I will crush and I will bruise and I will render you useless. And the scripture tells you and I that when he went to the cross, he stripped him, stripped him, stripped him, stripped him, stripped him, stripped him. Oh, they tried to strip Jesus of pride and they try to strip Jesus of clothes and they try to strip Jesus of power and they try to strip him of everything he had going on but what was really going on he was stripping Satan he was taking his power he was taking his authority he was taking his noise and his rattle and he was taking it from him and rendered him useless 
The old enemy's walking around making lots of noise, but I hear another rattle. The enemy's been going on this county long enough making lots of noise, but there's a rattle. It's like when the old prophet spoke over the valley and said, These bones will live. There was a rattle. There was a shake when those bones come together. But it was but yet midnight when Paul and Silas were in the prison cell and they began to sing songs and they began to pray prayers and there was another rattle and there was an earthquake and there was a shake and that prison split wide open. I'm saying in the county of God, in the place of God, right now there's a shaking and there's a stirring because the church is waking up and getting a revelation of who you are and your steadfast place in Christ right now. I just got to follow my spirit this morning. Just, I was on the farm one day trying to rake hay. It wasn't quite working the way that I thought it should work. And I went back to my boss and said, Joe, the, sh- the old tractor's not working right. Old Massey. He said, no, Joe, it's not the tractor's not working right. You're the one not working right. There's another gear in this tractor, but you got to use it. It's been there since they built the thing. We're running back to go saying, this is not working. God's saying, it's working just fine. It's been there since I've established it. Your attention is just on the wrong things. That day the farmer taught me something and knowledge came into this hand. And I began to comprehend how the ratios in that PTO billy began to work. And then I went to raking. God's going to give the old enemy a good raking. A good stirring. See, the tools are already here. But may your eyes be enlightened. Be enlightened. Be enlightened. I've told you folks for months now, we've heard too long about the God of the don'ts. But I'm reading about a God that will do the exceedingly and abundantly. I'm talking about a God of the great I am, the God of the do's. Amen. He's not a God of the did. Oh, we're living the past. Oh, he did this and he did that and he did this and he did that. He's not a God of the did. He's a God of the do now. All right? You take him at his word when you go home today. And I serve a God of the I do's. We say where I come from and get her done. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Love you. Love you like crazy. God bless you. And may he keep you. And may his face shine upon you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you today.